0: This is Banks and Commentary. I'm your host, Candice Banks, and welcome to Season 2! Burr, 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 So I want to introduce to you all my mentor, Minister Latanya Bujno. Now, Minister Bujno is going to be talking to us about purpose and passion and everything in between. She is so good. So I can tell you before this episode, I was feeling very unmotivated to do really anything to get up to go to work to cook or what have you. And this episode really did light a fire under me. What she said that stood out was that Someone is waiting on your purpose. They're waiting on you to fulfill what it is that God has told you to do. Now, that right there added so much uh, weight to what it is that I want to do and the visions that God has given me. And it really did, you know, re- reinvigorate and re energize what it is that I'm doing. So I want to thank her for that. But also, I know there's a word in here for you. So go ahead and keep listening and let's get into the episode.
1: My purpose people are depending on my purpose. You pay me for my passion, but you can't pay me for my purpose cuz I'll do that for free.
0: Hey Miss Bujno, how's it going?
1: What up yo, it's going good.
0: What up yo? <laughs> what
1: up yo? What what's going on? What up yo?
0: Yo, so Miss Bujno for the audience out there, she has been, I would say like a mentor like a second mom all of that we went she took me to disney world she has been we have been around for we've we've all been friends and family for universal years. studios we went to universal oh bet yeah that's the one that has the better roller coasters anyway better roller three days co-
1: was that three days
0: I don't know. It was too long. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it, it, I think it was like three days, but it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. So, um, Ms. Bougenot, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do, you know, what you have done? Cause we've talked a little bit about that in the past. Um, just give us a brief introduction of who is Miss Latanya Bougineau.
1: Who is Miss Latanya Bougenot? I am a missionary. I am a speaker. I am a teacher. I am a mentor. I am a minister, but I save the best for last. I am a mother of two beautiful young ladies.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And you forgot me, but that's okay. And Uh, you,
1: Candace.
0: You know, I'm an adopted child. That's
1: right. Not adopted. (laughs) Just like the rest. Just like the other
0: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you talk a little bit, you talk actually a lot about purpose and you have a lot of, you have a book going, I believe, and you also have been active on Clubhouse and things like that. Um, So you're going to talk to us just a little bit about purpose, what that means, what purpose in God means, you know, finding your purpose, questions to ask yourself about that. So do you mind just um, defining, kind of telling us what purpose is in just a general sense?
1: Well, I would say, um, purpose is going to be why you were born. Mm -hmm. So purpose is our capacity to fulfill God's plan for our life. Mm -hmm. And when we are able to do that, then we are able to tap into why we're truly here.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. So what, what is purpose in God? Is that a little bit different or how does that look?
1: Well, purpose in God um, is very different from the world because when you talk about purpose in God, it's different from how um, non-believers and believers may equate that. For example, purpose um, you know—purpose in God is because we know that God created us. Um, he did not create mankind all willy-nilly, right? Mm-hmm. He created us with a plan in mind. He had an end game. And mm-hmm. so for the believer, when he created me, when he created you, he created us with, there's a question, the why, you know, so why I was created, God knows the answer to that question. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But when you are able to discover your purpose, then you know it is why you were born. Why, why did God create you in his image and in his likeness? Now, if it is a person that is a non-believer, they may equate their purpose with success. You know, they got the nice, the name brand car, they got the nice big house, they got money in the bank. And so they may think that they are fulfilling their purpose. Like I have my dream job, but what's really interesting is I don't care who it is. um, You see it all the time. Um, We have these aspirations when we're young. And what will happen is, you know, I used to want to be a, um, cosmetologist. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And until I had one bad day at the beauty salon, and -hmm. then I came to the realization that, wait a minute, what if that doesn't work? So, you know, one way, one way that we understand purpose in God is allowing him to have Lordship through Christ over our lives. Mm -hmm. And as we submit to him, he leads us and guides us in the way that we go. And as we are obedient, as we are committed um, and faithful to what he has entrusted us with, he just kind of leads us in a way. And before you know it, like you're literally in your purpose and you didn't realize that you transitioned into your purpose.
0: Mm, that's good. The transition. And we'll talk a little bit about that too. Mm-hmm. But one thing that you ta- that you said that really stu- uh, stuck out was um, when you're submitting to God, that's when you can kind of hear his guidance and where he's leading you. So what does submission, and I know people are like, hmm submission so Girl. what does submission to God look like and you know how do we start that process
1: it is a it, it could be a difficult process but I think it begins with your mindset And you some for some people like their back is against the wall and then they have that come to Jesus moments. But like, Lord, you know, if Mm -hmm. if you get me out of this, then (laughs) I'll do that. But what people don't understand is with God, it's always contingent. You don't like he doesn't communicate with us like that. He will tell you what to do. And if you do that, well, then, then he's going to do that. You Mm -hmm. know, it's kind of like what he told Abraham. He said, um, go and I will show you a place. And then he would have further conversations. If you do this, well, then I'm going to bless you this way. Mm -hmm. And so it can be difficult depending on where you are in your life. If you're spiritually um, mature and, you know, sometimes, um, new converts, new believers, they're easier to grasp the idea of submission um, as compared to a hundred year old Christian, you know, (laughs) because some of, some of that category, you know, they're really steeped in tradition, but submission is just where you come to a point where I've tried it my way and yeah, I may have the nice car. I might have the nice house, but there's still something I'm missing. And you kind of come to yourself and you realize that, You know, only God knows. And if I stick with him, if I draw near to him, he will begin to communicate these great plans and these strategies. And that is how we kind of just segue and he leads us and guides us. And, you know, we'll be in that purpose.
0: That's good. And one thing with submission that I'm learning and I'm actually struggling with is um, trusting, trusting God. And to really trust God is to know who God is, you know, know his word, like know his character, just like with a person, like you're not going to submit, submit to a person if you really don't trust them and, 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 you know, value kind of their opinion and their actions or whatever. So for me, it's like really trusting God. I'm like, Oh, man, like I, I can do this. Let me just take let me just take over the reins real quick. Um, but trusting God is something that I'm learning. So that's good. That's good. It's almost
1: like, you know how you have that really good friend. You know, they are not you, you know, they have your back. Right. And mm-hmm. you can take them at their word. They're always going to come through. So let's say that you were supposed to meet your friend. You guys were going to, let's say you all had tickets and you were going to the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. but because, because you trust that person so much, that's your ride or die. If they don't show up on time, you know, something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to go inside. You're going to wait on them. You Mm -hmm. know why? Because you trust them and Mm -hmm. they've always come through. You can confide in that person. You believe in that person, you know, you know that person. And so it's the same way with God. Once you know who he is, as you said, his character. And when you look at what he pulled you through, whatever that situation was that he brought you out of yesterday, he's the same God yesterday. So why wouldn't you trust him? And the more we build up our trust in what, who he is and what he's already done, it makes it easier to submit because we have a track record. It's almost Mm -hmm. like a a trust ledger, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Go back to the ledger. Okay, well, last time when my head was against the wall, I did this. Last time when I barely got out of this situation, my God came through. Last Mm -hmm. time, just because he is God and he just has this great sense of humor, he blessed me here. And that lets me know that, well, why would he let me down this time? And one Mm -hmm. thing I'm learning about God is God is what he's a good father and he Mm -hmm. doesn't set you up. He is not going to give you anything that you can't handle because Mm -hmm. the goal is, is that you're going to win, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at the um, three with the talents, he gave one guy, um, the master, he -hmm. gave the talents to his servants and Mm -hmm. he was going to go into, he was going to go and leave and He was hoping that Mm -hmm. when he came back, that they would have done something with the talents that he put in their hand. So Mm -hmm. the one he only gave one, I want to say the one he gave two talents and one he gave five, Mm -hmm. each one multiplied, except the one with the one talent. Mm -hmm. And God knew that he couldn't be trusted with the one. He already knew that. And instead, what he did was he went and buried that one talent. And he Mm -hmm. had the nerve, the audacity to tell his master, well, I knew you were a hard man where you reaped where you had not sown, Mm -hmm. you know? And his master, he called him a, he called him wicked. He -hmm. called him wicked. And he mentioned that there Mm -hmm. would be a gnashing of teeth. That's hell, right? And Mm -hmm. so God knew that he was not gonna do anything with the one, but Mm -hmm. the ones, the one that had the two talents, he multi- he he doubled that because God knew that he could. So God is not going to entrust us with something he knows that we're not capable of. He already knows our mm. nature. He knows us. And so that's one thing that we can do is we can bank on God all the time. You mm. know, we don't have to roll the dice. Um, God is a man that is true to his word. So mm. we just have to trust.
0: Him. Mm, that's good. That's good. You said it, it's like a ledger. You can go back and you can you can trace it and all that good stuff. You know, it's not crypto. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, But it's a ledger. That's awesome. So I feel like a lot of times, whether it be um, in church or in the world or whatever, especially right now, there is like this big push about finding your purpose. Like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Why do you always think that, why do you think that people are always in a constant search for purpose?
1: Because purpose is, we, we are created that way. I believe that God, you know, um, one thing that he said in the beginning, um, and I wish I could pull that scripture up. He, he created um, Adam and Eve, and he gave them dominion. He told them to reproduce. He told them to take dominion like they were supposed Mm. to subdue like uh, over I mean and when you really look at those words it's like a takedown Mm. you know you're supposed to reproduce you know and Mm. so we were not made to be stagnant um Mm. stagnation stinks and anything Mm. that's stagnant is going to die it's going to fester it's going to be infected you know Mm. and so Mm. with our purpose our purpose is move it's moving it's an action it's like a verb and we we are created with different gifts and different talents and one thing you you'll see um especially in church is you will see people get bored uh people Mm -hmm. will move along they'll go somewhere else and that's because they're not functioning in their gifts they don't even know why they're here and it's Mm -hmm. you know my joke is you know uh purpose is like being on crack (laughs) <laughs> you know you know, or anyone that takes drugs you know they get a hit and for the moment they're good but a few minutes later they're scratching because mm-hmm. it didn't last and one thing about mm-hmm. purpose is once you discover your purpose you know it is a fulfillment mm-hmm. that you can relate to because it is your natural man oh this is good right here it's your natural man connecting with the spirit man finally aligning Where now I am really in this place, I'm in this position, and all of these things that I need to carry out this position, it's almost like it is a convergence of um, who we are. You know, it's like we come alive when we get in our purpose. But other than that, yeah, we can take the money, we can drive a nice car, you know, the wheel real soft, and you can spend it with one finger, but you're going to park that car. And guess what? You're going to go into that nice, beautiful house. And if you don't know your purpose, you know, it's not going to have that luster. But purpose is like that car that you can spin that wheel with one finger and the luster never leaves because Mm -hmm. that purpose activates you and you you become alive. Like never, like the way I put it is you fire on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. You know, a car, you got to have all those spark plugs. I mean, you crank that baby up. (laughs) it's firing (laughs) on all cylinders Mm -hmm. and that's why purpose people that understand their purpose it's not even about money um, because you can't put a value to it it's just something so great that you know you can't even explain it it is Mm -hmm. everything from your very creation that is in agreement with almost like god himself like Mm -hmm. my creator he vested in me and I am, I'm connected with who I was meant to be.
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. Who you were meant to be and firing on all cylinders. You said, you know, when your spirit man and your man, man, I don't know. what. man. And your natural man. Yeah, there you go. When your spirit man and your natural man align, Mm. that is like so powerful. And thank you for that. So one of my things is, you have this thing, right? This purpose where you're firing on all four cylinders. You, you've you really got it. But do you think that people can have more than one purpose in life? Or oh can- girl,
1: oh girl, you said it. You said it, <laughs> you know why? Because one thing about purpose is, is that once you step into it, and that's what I experienced. Like I, I stepped into my purpose. And one thing that happens with purpose is, is when you get into it, when you really kind of, I feel like people there's okay, you can get to the door, um, but you want to be able to get into it. You want to start moving within your purpose and purpose is like an expansion. Like Mm -hmm. it is, um, I like to say it morphs. It just starts building upon other areas Mm -hmm. and it is really, you know, I really feel like, um, even when I look at my purpose, it is so based on who I am my personality, and even some of my past experiences. And so it, it is so much more than that one thing. Mm -hmm. It's so much more because God is a big God. Um, You know, he is not, uh, he's not a one hit wonder. He is an Mm -hmm. innovator. He's a master creator and he never is a duplicator. He never has to create, recreate, you know, with God every day is brand new. You Mm -hmm. know, you, you hear just about all of the music now is going back to the 80s where they stole beats, they looped this and check that. And, mm. but God is not like that. He's fresh, you know, mm. everything is brand new. And so purpose is just like that. You know, you you can go as far as you want to in God. Mm. It's up to you.
0: That's good. That's good. One of the things that I want to do is I want to like continue to grow in God and like continue to experience him as a person. And I feel like, you know, when you meet people or when you have friends or you're in relationships or whatever, you know, people you continue to learn about that person. And that's how I feel about God. I want to continue to learn every facet of him. So, you know, you said once you step, once you get your foot, in, once you get the toe in, it just kind of expands on kind of what all, all that God has for you.
1: It is. And, and you, you start working in that one area. And before you know it, you know, it just kind of, it just opens up as you go. Um, Mm -hmm. and I can say that, you know, I was able to step in and I, you know, I got my feet wet and I began to really function in my purpose Mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit and then I came back to the U S but at the same time, um, I, you know, because I tasted it, Mm -hmm. I felt it, I was there, I was firing on all cylinders. I cannot go back. Mm-hmm. um and you know the, the the funny thing is is that you know when you discover your purpose and it was interrupted um mm-hmm. it's almost like you ha- i have to keep going forward mm-hmm. and you know moving forward you know the way god works he'll just allow me to go where he needs me to go mm-hmm. um even though you know and i had to really pivot and Mm -hmm. think about, okay, I may not be able to get back to what I was doing, Mm
0: -hmm. but I
1: know I will go back um, to the country that I was serving in. But Mm -hmm. for now, okay, there's some work that I need to do here. Mm -hmm. And as I do what I know to do, then God continues to expose me to more. He continues to open more, even here so now really it's just an expansion of what it is that god you know has predestined for me to do because Mm. you know he says to jeremiah he said i knew you in the womb you know Mm. before i knew you and so god knows us there is even a scripture um in genesis it it just Mm. it just lights lights my heart up you know and it says um it talks about every herb in the field um every herb in the field they were in in itself Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: he talks about there was no man to till the ground so even um in the herbs that god had put into the earth they literally were there they weren't ready to come forth and that's what our purpose is is like god has already put everything on the inside of us Mm-hmm. And once we come into that level of maturity, spiritual maturity, and it has to be spiritual maturity because God is a spirit. And the Bible says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You mm-hmm. know, just me walking up like, yo God, you know, that's not going to work. It's mm-hmm. going to be my relationship with him. It's going to mm-hmm. be my obedience. It's going to be my commitment. Um, and it's going to be, you um, me being able to, um, be trusted by God, Mm. Um, and my faithfulness, Mm. you know, I gotta be faithful in this. And Mm. so, you know, the word says, if you're faithful over a little, you know, God will give you much. So in that little bit of time, you know, God will say, okay, I put you over there. I allowed you to minister to my people. I allowed you to do this, you know, and he will decide if I was faithful during that short period of time and then if I am found faithful boom he continues to work which I I know that you know because I'm still continuing to work Mm. even while I'm trying to get position for what I know is coming.
0: Mm, That's good that's good and you talked a little bit I feel like one you talked about um, you know kind of are you ready? And it, it reminded me of that cheese It commercial where they're like, nah, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. And then he's like, oh, he reached maturity. And I feel like, you know, that kind of resonated with kind of what you're talking about, as silly as it may sound. But, you know, he has to be able to trust us with what it is that he has planted in us uh, for it to come f- to fruition. Um, The other thing that you talked about was um, being interrupted, your purpose being interrupted, uh, quote unquote, um, and you having to come back to the state. So my question then is, um, do you think sometimes these interruptions are intentional?
1: Um, I I can't really answer that. Mm-hmm. And, and what I want to say, let me clarify, because I might have misspoken. I don't think that my purpose stopped because a pandemic hit mm-hmm. and the pandemic hit everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, me looking back for the six months that I was able to serve in Tanzania, um, mm-hmm. one thing that I had was no regrets because I mm-hmm. did everything that I could. Um, you know, I felt like it was more of the people that I was serving. You know, mm-hmm. when I look back. I could see that they on the, if you were crying, they were some were crying when I left. And mm-hmm. one thing I said, if you're crying because um, I'm leaving, then I've done what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But if you're crying because you knew there was some advice or work that I really wanted to help you do and you didn't take advantage of it, well then that's on you. Right. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, I did. You know, I I could sleep at night. You know, Mm -hmm. knowing that everything in my power, you know, I was able to to do what God had called me to do. Um, God is doing something new and this pandemic has shifted. It has, you know, caused, you know, if I want to use the prefix re, um, Mm -hmm. it is reigniting people. It Mm is caused people to be re- uh, position, um, you have to mm-hmm. reimagine you have to reevaluate and all of those other you know words that start with the re redo, you know yeah. and so I don't think purpose stops. I think that there are some um, places where we find rest. Mm-hmm. I think that there are places where we um, get clarity. I think there are places where we get strategies because mm-hmm. the pandemic is going to come to an end. right Right. and so when I look at that experience and how it was cut it was you know and it was very difficult to pivot from that but at the same time God knew that in just six short months I would come back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. I also know that if I had known that for everything I had to do to get ready like selling my home selling my car giving Mm -hmm. away furniture like that I need now come on Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I need (laughs) all of the stuff that i gave away i need it now right Mm -hmm. if i would have known that i would have said no i would have stayed here and took those two raises maybe maybe not because when i was preparing to leave i gave up two raises and because i knew my purpose nothing was gonna stop me um nothing i mean they could have told me um they could have given me a bad report which i did get a bad dental report where they told me, okay, you're going to have to get a root canal. I was like, whatever, let's get it done because I'm (laughs) going, you know, and I couldn't even get the root canal. So ultimately I got my tooth pulled, you know, Mm -hmm. I left was there was, and that's what purpose is. Even before I really stepped into it, there was just such a drive. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, you, there could be interruptions, but with God, you know, he, he, he already knew that. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I've just been using this time to prepare and learn because now we've had to um, revise our strategies that Mm -hmm. we once worked off. We had to have renewed our mind, you know, Mm -hmm. physically we are having to renew even more in this space. So Mm -hmm. I've taken the opportunity to, I mean, I've even stepped out harder when I came back and, you know, not even really. 100% 100% sure what that's going to look like, but I have not stopped. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, this particular interruption, you know, it was what it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible does say if you faint um, in the day of adversity, you have little strength. And mm-hmm. one thing about your purpose, your pur- purpose has such a drive, it won't let you faint. You know, mm-hmm. your purpose is almost like tapping you on your shoulder. Like, when Elijah, Mm -hmm. um, after he had called down fire and, you know, when he was uh, facing off with Jezebel's um, prophets and they Mm -hmm. had done cut themselves up because their gods could not produce um, rain, you know, Mm -hmm. he got threatened by Jezebel and he ran away, you know, Mm -hmm. he ran away. And the Lord sent an angel to him to refresh him. And it was, um, he said to him, what are you doing here? Man, you got stuff to do. Get up and get... Mm -hmm. And then he he was refreshed and outran the chariot.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Homeboy oh a- got up and outran the chariot. Okay.
0: Yes, and I love how you said how you said you know there there might be moments of rest of of strategy and things like that. Um, And, and that, you know, we're very well in a moment of, we can't do a lot of things, but your purpose is still firing um, Mm -hmm. in, in kind of what you're still doing and what God is allowing you to do in this season. So That is awesome, that is awesome. And speaking of kind of your story, you said you sold everything, you had to get your tubes pulled, everything. So do you mind just telling us a little bit about your story and journey to kind of discovering your purpose?
1: So how I discovered my purpose was, um, it began when I was asked to go on a missions trip. And I might add that I think that, you know, in my case, I wanted to help someone. And in Mm -hmm. my helping, I was asked the question uh, in my friend's Southern voice when she said, LaTonya, do you want to go to Tanzania? (laughs) And I said, yeah, I want to go to Tanzania. Mm -hmm. And so after that question was asked, the next day I was in the passport office um, right before my friend called me, I was singing a song. I, I made up a song, Lord, let me be your eyes. Let me be your hands. And then I began to sing, um, you may not be able to go, but if you send me, I'll go. Let me be your eyes and let me be your feet. And before my friend called me, that's exactly what I was singing. I, you know, I was worshiping. and I had made up that song the next day after we had the conversation and I was invited to go on a mission trip. I was in the passport office, and I want to say um, that was in December of 2016, and I I received my passport, I think about 17 days later. Mm-hmm. So the passport was in hand, and I began to prepare for the trip, and I was going to be going to... Um, to minister. And as you know, I do work with young girls. I have a nonprofit, the Isabel Williams Education Initiative. So this was going to be great. You know, I teach girls about leadership, teach them about self-esteem, social skills, having um, class, you know, that character. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking that when I went on this mission trip, that I was going to be going into the, um, into the groups with the women and I was going to be working with the young girls, but I was assigned to the streets, to the villages (laughs) while, while the women were serving inside, you know, doing different programs with the girls, I was out in a hundred degree weather with the guys. And Mm -hmm. I was told that I need to really prepare at least 10 sermons. And so, um, in 14 days, I ministered to thousands of people. Um, I saw people, um, give their lives to the Lord. I saw people baptized, change their name. People wanted to touch me um, just because you know I had ministered that word. Um, women old enough to be my great great grandmother just wanted to touch my hand. It was a very humbling experience, and so even that trip, you know, God showed me something different. And I remember um, the very end of that trip, um, the last the last sermon that I preached. It was outside because they do like an open air service. And I remember looking down at my feet and my feet were dirty um, because Mm. when you're out there, you out there in those villages, it's grimy, you know, it's it's very grimy. um, It stinks, um, but it's life. And Mm. I looked at my feet and when I moved my feet, the shoe prints were in the sand and everybody was worshiping. They were dancing and they were singing. And I just kind of pulled back to myself. And I remember looking up in the, oh my gosh, the, the sunset was unlike anything, the hues, the colors. And I remember saying, I said, Lord, I said, you know, I can't believe you allowed me to come here. And I said, um, this sermon is finished for the day. And I said, my, the, the prints that I'm leaving here in Tanzania, they're gonna go away in the wind. I said, but the word that I left behind it's gonna be here and Mm. people have been transformed. And I just remember um, going to the hotel that night and I just was like almost weeping, you know, because of what God had done, how he would just take somebody like me, you know, and use me, you know, like that. Mm. And the other thing that happened was I ended up having a conversation with a pastor and his wife and we were Mm. talking about young girls and education. And as we had the conversation, um, there was something that God told me to do back in 2005. Mm. And as we're having the conversation, and one thing that the Lord told me to do was build a school. And I had a Charlie Brown moment. They were talking and it was like, womp, womp, womp. And it was like the words literally floated in the air. Here it is, it was 2017. And Mm. I'm hearing, build me a school. And they're on this side, they're just talking. And for me, it's like, womp, womp, womp. And I'm having this this experience. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my, oh my God. So Mm -hmm. when I came back, I just remember um, I went to my storage unit. And I remember what God told me years ago when I was in that teaching program. And I just gathered all of those documents. And I think from that point on, it was, I was chasing, I was chasing, I was longing. Like Tanzania had become my lover and I had mm. to be with her and I, she had my heart. Well, mm. let me rephrase that. Um, Tanzania had stolen my heart mm-hmm. um, as if she were my mother. Let me not mm-hmm. say lover. <laughs> I don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know, that. but, um, and so, yeah, I started chasing and I knew I went back the following summer of 2018. I spent the entire summer. I went ministering all about, I got to meet these beautiful young girls, you know, and these many of these girls would not go to school. And here I was, I got to tour schools and I was on the bus with these beautiful little girls and they were just so smart and bright. And then Mm -hmm. as I would ride on the bus, I would see four year old children, girls like carrying buckets or babies on their backs. And some Mm -hmm. of them would never go to school and it broke my heart. And I realized that, you know, when the Lord led me into the field of education way back in 2005, that was my purpose. But at that time, I had not stepped into it. And Mm -hmm. so after coming back 2018, it was a wrap. Like my mind was gone. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, on Lion King, the one named Ed with the eyes that just (laughs) kind of up and he's just wilding out. (laughs) I mean, no
0: king, no king, no king, no (laughs) king, Uh -uh,
1: just tongue hanging out his mouth, you know, I would go to work and it was like, I put pictures of Tanzania up so my students could see what I saw. And even on some of my bad days, that bulletin board, I just kept longing for that country. And by the end of 2018, the condo down in Virginia, down Chesapeake was gone. I sold that. And um, I just started preparing. I did not know much what it was going to look like. I didn't have so much money, but what I had, I was going. Mm. And so I packed up, um, left my job. I remember going into the office and telling my um, principal that I was not coming back. And mm. he was happy for me. He told me, he said, I, I couldn't do what you're doing. He said, but I'm, I'm happy for you.
0: Mm, and so I,
1: I left and I, I went on to go be great.
0: And I know people, you... I just have to pause for a minute because you do such a great job at painting a story and giving us the imagery. And I felt like when you're describing the sunset, when you're describing your footprints, it's like I'm there and I Mm. get it. And, And that... And I feel what you feel, probably not to the extent of what you felt it of, okay, this is what purpose feels like. This is what it looks like. These are the realizations that you're having. So my question to you is, you have people listening right now who you've painted the picture for them what are some steps that they can take to get closer to finding out what it is that their purpose to do and um, kind of get closer to their purpose in God in this season?
1: I think that um, the most important thing is you, you have to have an ear to hear. And when I say you have to have an ear to hear, you know, um, God really speaks to us in different ways. Um, one thing about Joseph, um, Joseph had a dream. Um, Mm -hmm. and in the dream, um, I want to say they were like sheaves of his brothers and all of them bowed down to him. And that was a dream that he shared, but Joseph dreamed a second dream and the Mm -hmm. same thing happened. So, you know, what God does is he reveals himself to us in different ways. And Joseph saw the ending before the beginning. If Joseph knew he was going to go into that pit he would not have he would not have gone through with it, and so you have to have an ear to hear because God speaks to us. Um, he may speak to you in a dream. Um, he may give you a word uh, through someone else. And sometimes um, when he speaks to us, it may bear witness with us. Now, for Joseph, he he dreamed that dream twice, and it really didn't bear witness. But one thing I noticed was his father took notice by that second time, he kind of pulled back and he kept it to himself. Even if you remember when the angel came to Mary, Mary didn't go run tell that, it said she kept it. When that angel revealed to her that, you know, the Holy Spirit was gonna overshadow her and she was going to conceive in her womb, uh, Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. our savior, she kept it and she pondered on it. And so Mary in that moment was given her purpose in that moment. And she not only carried purpose, come on somebody. She carried purpose on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus was on in the womb. She was carrying purpose, but she was still carrying purpose. So literally the world's purpose was on in her womb as she carried out her purpose. Her purpose was to bring into this world, our savior her purpose. Mm. And so you have to have an ear to hear you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts because God is the only one that knows what purpose that he has for us. Mm. Um, you, you, it's very unlikely that you will stumble on into it unless you're able to hear and Mm. tap into, um, what God is doing, because, um, like I said, God is doing, he's going to reveal to you, right. And so Mm -hmm. you have to have an ear to hear, but then you have to have the obedience, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you have to be obedient because if God says, go to the left, okay, now you, now he may have shown you something, or you may have had a word that kind of, um, kind of, um, what is that word I'm looking for? Um, it validated what you knew or Mm -hmm. it confirmed. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but if you're not obedient, it's, that's going to be short-lived. this this thing is, is so important because now you can't afford to move away because once God Mm. really begins to, to, to speak to you and deal with you, if you move away from God, well, then what's going to happen is you are going to move away from where God is trying to lead you. So Mm. that's very important being able to hear and being, um, submitted being committed and being faithful because you you want to know more because he's already told you to to do this one thing you heard from him and now he's going to begin to lead you and guide you by way of his spirit Mm -hmm. and so those those are the really the major steps and i think if you can get those and, and work on the fact that you don't know everything The fact that if you think your life is great now, it's good now, but what if you could imagine 10 times better?
0: Mm, That's good. That's good. 10
1: times better. Like if you, you singing, you know, um, the best is yet to come, right? Mm -hmm. If, you know, you got that million dollar check, Please, you'll spend that up. You could give me a million dollars. I can take that down in in a day or two. Like, seriously, I can take that down. Right.
0: First up, we getting a Tesla. Second up, no nah, play that play <laughs> with No, what we are not gonna do
1: is we're not gonna make him any richer than he already is.
0: You know, so, he is he is rich. He so is what rich. we are gonna
1: do is we gonna we gonna get us some property with yes, that we money. Will. We, will. we gonna get us some. We gonna get a blank canvas. We don't wanna have to knock down. We we want to do what we want to do you know <laughs> So, but those are the two most important steps if you can't get from step one to step two you will not pass go so the rest really doesn't matter
0: nice nice you're right you're right the first two steps and you know um, one thing that my pastor he always gives the um, the the imagery of you know, we try to go from step one to step 10, right? Mm. But we got to go to step one to step two, discern what's happening at step two, go to step two to step four, no, step two to step three, there we go, I can count. Uh -uh. And then, you know, take a look there. And then as we keep going, it leads us kind of to where we need to go. And, And God is, as long as we're listening, we can discern and hear from him and he will lead us.
1: And I'm glad you, you gave that synopsis because think about it like this. If you, you want to make a cake, mm-hmm. if you fail to put in the, let's say the right amount of flour, or if you pack that flour in, your measurements are going to be off. So, mm-hmm. you know, your steps, yeah, they were there, but you really didn't follow the steps. So it, it is somewhat of a formula and anytime let's say even if you, t- you put the cake in the oven and you did not follow the steps where it needs to bake for let's say an hour um, and then you test it. What if you didn't test it, but you pull it out and you just put it on top of the stove and it sinks. Okay, mm-hmm. now it's not good for anything. It's, you, you gotta start all over again.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: you don't want to, you, you, you wanna take those two steps because those steps will build you up and prepare you for the next steps. So, you know, when I look at um, the way my my purpose started, it really started back in probably about 2005, but I really did not step into it until 2000. Let's say I, I, I started getting a taste of it, 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. by 2019, I excuse me, 2000, yeah, 2020, I knew I was in it. I knew the moment. I, mm-hmm. I knew um, I had put together a three-day leadership conference, mm-hmm. and by the first day, I remember um, the teacher, the principals. Um, it was a leadership conference for um, twelve schools, and the principals came, and you know, I had to really step into um, a new role. I was now an educational consultant mm-hmm. and uh, instructional um, leader. You know. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were about to have lunch, and I was in this um, room. We were having the conference at a um, a college, uh, a Christian college, mm-hmm. uh, in Tanzania. And I remember um, my the person that was serving with me. He was like, uh, "Come on, Latanya, let's go get lunch." And I said, "I'll be there in just a minute." And I wanted to just kind of straighten up my papers on the table. I wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure that my presentation was set so when we came back, we could just get right into it. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I stopped for a moment and, you know, I made sure nobody was, you know, in the walkway. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just remember just, I took a deep breath and I Mm -hmm. said, I could do this all day Mm -hmm. for nothing. And Mm -hmm. I knew in that moment, I was where I was supposed to be, mm. and and that's you know I was firing on all cylinders like wow. you know who sings that song can't nobody tell me nothing that, that's <laughs> what I was like you can say what you want to say I'm doing it for free I will do it for free all day long but mm. what I have on the inside of me is meant for these people in this moment and mm. I'm where I'm supposed to be and I knew it it was it was I can't even describe. All I can say is, can't nobody tell me nothing. (laughs) That's so
0: good. So that was what that feeling was like. It's like, I could do this all day for nothing. And And I wasn't
1: getting nothing. (laughs) I didn't get a
0: dime. Three
1: days. Three days. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of, you know, putting on this conference and and working for nothing and, uh, you know, finding your purpose and in, in, in being able to say, you know, I could do this for nothing. I, I want to do it for something, but you know, I could do this for nothing. Um, millennials, let's talk about us for a second. Oh <laughs> so we don't like working. <laughs> so um, how can you structure your work um, to align with your purpose? What does that look like?
1: I would say that it is your work that's going to bring you into your purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, God doesn't do lazy, Mm -hmm. and you know the way the way God deals deals with us is if we are doing. You know, and one thing, one word that I brought up was stagnation. Mm -hmm. Um, You structure your work by one working. You look at yourself. You look at your character. You look at your integrity. When you begin to understand those simple things, you know, it helps you to become a good leader. Mm -hmm. You're listening, you're watching. Um, When your leaders around you fall by the wayside, Mm -hmm. those are good tips. They're great and they're free. That's not the character. That's not what you want to uh, display. Mm -hmm. There will be people that come, into your space, and because you were polite, because you worked, um, because you had character and integrity, those people, I assure you, will be willing to help. And when things come about, an opening, because you've had this character, you had a good work ethic, they don't mind picking up the phone. They, they really don't. What, what young people need to understand is, is that somebody always wants to help. But if you're not doing anything, nobody wants to help a bum. Okay. A bum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shoot it to a straight. Jesus. Okay.
1: (laughs) You know, we, we, nobody wants to help a bum. Someone who feels like they're entitled. Nobody owes anybody anything. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to hear excuses. You know, life ain't fair. Life is what you make it. Mm, And that's simple. life is what you make it. Nobody can tell you what you cannot do. I don't care how difficult it looks. But one thing you got to do is everything that you can do is not necessarily meant for you to do. Mm, So you have to, yeah, that just, that's off the top. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that's, that's a freebie. He just dropped that. But um, so you, you want to make sure that you are doing what you are being led to do. Um, don't just have a job because it, it pays well, because you can, be, you can make 80,000, 80, um, 100 grand and you hate going to work. Mm-hmm. And then you get yourself into this debt trying to flex and floss out here mm-hmm. only to discover you have dug a hole for yourself. And now that's not even what you want to do. And you've been living your best life above your means. You know, and then you might have to come down because what brings you joy might not be at that place. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing is, is make sure you are doing what you want to do. You know, sometimes parents um, not really understanding their children's purpose and most parents can see where their children are going, but parents are on the side of caution. Go to school and be a doctor. Go and be a lawyer. You know, parents kind of pick out what's going to make the money, right? Mm-hmm. And they overlook the giftings that their children have. Mm-hmm. And if parents, you millennials that will become parents one day, if you can remember what brought you, brought you the joy and the satisfaction and you you really are in tune with these little people you can kind of segue and usher them in that way mm-hmm. you know we don't just let children do whatever they want to that's why parents are supposed to lead them and and guide them as they see them you know mm-hmm. so that they can capitalize on the mm-hmm. gifts and the strengths and the weakness So do what you, what you're passionate about. Don't just take a job because of the money, you know, money will come, you know, Mm -hmm. money, you know, money is the answer to all, but your purpose is so much greater. And Mm -hmm. the purpose is whatever you have need of, it's already inside of the purpose. So you got to open up, you got to unlock the purpose to get the resources that you need so that you can go, you can be into that purpose and pursue that.
0: Mm, Gotcha. That's good. That's good. So you talked a little bit about, um, you know, work and, you know, not taking things just for the money. And sometimes you can have a a good salary, but you hate your work. So can you still align with purpose in a space that you hate?
1: Um, It's very difficult Mm -hmm. um, because you're not going to fire on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a place that um, you don't find any joy in, you're not going to you're not gonna work like you would normally work. One thing about purpose, purpose causes you to work at your highest level, at mm-hmm. your, your the best um, potential. Like purpose calls, it, it brings out of you mm-hmm. those giftings that's on the inside of you. It really activates, it's almost like an activation. Now my purpose is um, why I'm here. Now mm-hmm. my gifts, that is what I operate in. Now Mm -hmm. I have an anointing to teach, you know, all I have to do is really figure out what I'm teaching and I can teach it. I can simplify it. I can break it down. I Mm -hmm. can make it as complex, you know, or however I need to. Um, Mm -hmm. Even on my worst days in the classroom, I can tell you I've turned around to a whiteboard and Mm -hmm. I could just be just wanting to pick up my keys and walk out. And I can tell you that there's a joy that Mm -hmm. just rushes over me. And Mm -hmm. in that moment I'm shifted because I'm a teacher and I'm anointed to do that. So you won't really do well in a space that you shouldn't be in. Or, you know, one thing about purpose, and this is really good. um, One thing about purpose, you can start out in a place and it's all good and dandy. But Mm -hmm. as you begin to grow, you're going to outgrow that place and you're going to begin to get uncomfortable. It's Mm -hmm. almost like um, that toy that the children have. It's the little ball. And it has like the rectangle, it has the mm-hmm. circle. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that baby is trying to put the circle into the rectangle and it won't mm-hmm. fit. Mm-hmm. So you have to also be mindful. Okay, I did have joy in this position. And now I'm here and it's not the same. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling dissatisfied. And so we have to be able to recognize those areas too. But again, it goes back to being connected with God. And mm. the closer we are to him, we are able to articulate, well, what in the world? Okay, it's time for <laughs> me to bounce. It's, yeah. I'm done. I'm done, you know? Yeah. And now I'm ready to go on to the next. Not before God, but he is letting me know that mm. now it's time for a release and I need to move on.
0: Mm, that's good. You know? You can outgrow uh, a, a space or you can try to be you can try to fill up a space that is not meant for you. So making sure, again, it goes back to your hearing and obedience point, making sure that you're in alignment with God and hearing from him and being obedient to what it is that he's telling you to do. So Mm -hmm. that's so good. Um, Going off of that, um, I have recently watched the movie Soul. And if you haven't watched it, it's a beautiful Pixar movie. Music is great. Uh, I love it. So can you talk a little bit about the difference? And I brought that movie up because he's searching for kind of his purpose. Like what is the thing that we need to do, right? Um, So do you mind explaining a little bit about the difference between purpose and passion if there is a difference
1: purpose is what you were born to do and passion is what you love to do mm-hmm. um, I had a desire to be a cosmetologist mm-hmm. um, and I started down that path and I, I really enjoy doing hair it just relaxes me and mm-hmm. I want to see what I can do um, when I get into someone's headspace and you mm-hmm. know and I love all things about hair but that was what I was passionate about that's what I love to do but Mm -hmm. my purpose was so much greater than my passion because Mm -hmm. when I had a bad day at the hair salon I made up my mind okay I gotta think plan b because that's Mm -hmm. not gonna work whereas Mm -hmm. my purpose I'm not gonna run away from that it's like mm-hmm. that man of God that I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on the promise. And my mm-hmm. purpose is something that I can't turn away. It is almost like um, it's a longing. Um, it's like um, I have to have it. I know, you know, and once I tapped into it, oh, mm-hmm. it's no stopping me now. Mm-hmm. Whereas my passion you know, I packed up my uh, blow dryer and went on about my business. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the difference. Passion is what you love to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, but at any given time, you can pack that up and move on to something else, mm-hmm. but your purpose, no, mm-hmm. you're not going to walk away from that.
0: You can't. Mm-hmm. That's good. Can't. So it sounds like you're saying like purpose is permanent. Passion is temporary. Boom. Oh, man, look at that. Look at, come on, Holy Spirit. Isn't that oh, what you say? <laughs> yeah,
1: because passion, I, I was passionate about doing hair. You know, I went into the military to get money to go to school because I was going to have three salons. But mm-hmm. one day, one bad day, out of all of that work I put into, it was enough to make me say, wait a minute, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Whereas my purpose, my purpose calls me to sell out. I mean, I, I'm sold <laughs> out, you know? And um, one thing about your um, purpose, it has nothing to do with your age. It's almost like you can tap into your purpose because mm-hmm. I'm on the second half of life, but my passion started in the beginning, the front mm-hmm. end of life.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, my purpose started when I crossed over that 50 year old, you know, mm-hmm. that 50 age. And mm-hmm. my purpose is what's keeping me going, mm-hmm. not my passion. Um, I can, I can pick up a blow dryer and blow my hair, you know, blow dry my hair, but you know, whatever, you know, I'm more interested in pursuing my purpose mm-hmm. because that purpose is what's giving me life, not my passion.
0: Mm, that's and, so
1: good. and my purpose, people are depending on my purpose mm. will pay me for my passion, mm-hmm. but you can't pay me for my purpose. Cause I'll do that for free.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. And people
1: are waiting on my purpose.
0: Ooh, people are waiting on your purpose. I feel like when you put it into that context, that perspective, it makes you now want to listen to God, want to be obedient, want to hear, because now you feel like, at least for me, when I feel like it's, you know, if, if it's just me, it's affecting myself, you know, eh, eh. but if I know that I'm not only affecting myself and other people, and people are relying on what I have to fulfill and what I have to do, that now brings a whole new weight, a whole new context on on purpose, at least when you explained it for me, it did. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else.
1: Pur- purpose is beyond the church walls. Purpose is in the marketplace. It's in every mm. system that we have. And purpose is always meeting a need. Remember we're the hands and feet of Jesus. So we are, we are the doers. And Mm -hmm. so people are waiting. Um, I remember um, when I was ministering um, in Tanzania, one thing I would say is the Lord sent me here. He sent me all the way to this Mm -hmm. continent to be here for you on this day. And I know mm. we kind of throw it around in church, like, you know, you know, just like a to coin a phrase, but it is true. Mm. It is true. I even had a young man to say, um, you know, I was praying and you showed up today. Mm. I was praying that you would come and you came today, you mm. know, and, you know, God just, he just does things so well, but he has purposed us and there's, there's so many people that are waiting on your business sense, your money sense in the marketplace. They need help. And our purpose mm-hmm. is providing people with what they need. You know, it's, it's ministry, um, it's work, but it takes place in every system. You know, it takes place mm-hmm. at, at the Target. It takes place in the laundromat. Wherever we go, whatever our purpose is, it's, you know, it's so beyond what we could have ever imagined. But it's so much more than us. It's so much more. And what we cannot do is die without fulfilling our purpose.
0: Mm, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Mm.
1: You know, Dr. Miles Monroe, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, he, he said that the richest place in the world is the graveyard because people Mm -hmm. died without ever fulfilling their purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, and he Mm -hmm. went on to give examples, you know, the person that could have um, discovered a cure for HIV could be right Mm -hmm. there in the graveyard, but Mm -hmm. because people do not go after or pursue, or mind you, don't even know, you Mm -hmm. know, that they have a purpose, you -hmm. know, because I I wanna say that there are three groups. Um, There's a group of people that, Know their purpose and refuse to, you know, walk into that purpose. There's a group of people that may not have ever even been told. They they have no clue as to what that is. And then there are those people that have yet to discover their purpose. So mm-hmm. it could it could be a thing where you 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 just didn't know. And mm-hmm. I think uh, in the church, especially in the church, um, mm-hmm. the church has not done a good job on. Um, helping people to grow and develop to mm-hmm. understand that you're not just sitting here to take up a seat, you know, mm-hmm. you're coming back to church to get refreshed, to get revived. And then you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to do the work. You're supposed to be fulfilling this plan that God has for your life because there are people that are waiting on you in whatever mm-hmm. capacity that is. There are students that are waiting on me. There are students that email me. Hey, Miss Bougeno, how you doing? I'm checking in, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm checking in on them, even as they are adults. So people Mm -hmm. are assigned to you based on your purpose. So Mm -hmm. when we don't fulfill that purpose, you know, could we, could I suggest that there may not be anyone to fill in that gap because Mm -hmm. your purpose is not my purpose Mm -hmm. and it it won't be. Everybody has their own purpose. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I don't know the answer to that, in my mind, I want to make sure that I am fulfilling my purpose as best as I can. You know, Mm. God will give us grace to do that. But that's one thing I cannot, you know, I will not allow my purpose to slide past me. I can't do that. Mm. I can't.
0: That's good. That's good. I I really do appreciate you talking about this. This has really fired me up. And the fact and people, someone's waiting on your purpose, someone's waiting for you to do what you're supposed to do. And that has really changed my perspective on things. Um, so I, I appreciate you breaking that down. Um, before we do, go, I know we're coming up on actually a little bit over time. But before we go, that's okay. Good, good, good. Um, I do want to ask you just a couple questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show. Um, But the first is, what's the best piece of personal advice, maybe professional uh, advice that you never received? So something that you wish people would have told you, but they didn't tell you.
1: I want to say, I wish they would have told me was that I can do it. Mm. I could I whatever I put my mind to I wish they told me I could have done it
0: Mm, that's good and why is that
1: I think because you know um, when it comes to people encouraging you um, no matter who you are no matter how young you are no matter what your skin color is it really does make a difference And Mm. as an educator, you know, it's one thing that I always do. I encourage my students because people are at pivotal times in their life, you know, Mm. um, stages, different stages of development.
0: Mm. And
1: if you can hit them at the right time with words of encouragement, it has the, it can change the trajectory of their life. Mm. That one word Mm. by you saying, you know what? I see you. And that thing that you're doing, you're gonna be awesome, mm. you know? And I, you know, I did not have that growing up, but I always loved myself and I was always a confident person. And I was always, you know, I just moved. I just, I did what I, I did, what it do, you know? And I still do that. But I would say, um, you know, sometimes even as an adult in my age category, it's still good to hear, you got this, you go girl. You know what? I see you. And I think that people, when when people have encouragement, it's easy because sometimes, you know, we make things look easy. That is not easy. We just do the work, you know, we put the work in, you know, and I'm, I'm good for that. I, for some reason, I make things look easy. It's mm. not easy. I just mm. don't quit.
0: Mm, that's There's good. no
1: option for me to quit. So that's, I wish someone would have told me, you got this, now mm. go
0: get it. Mm, that's good that's good and so speaking of you know that encouragement and you got this so our myself and our listeners we would really want to root you on on your journey so what's next for you what's next that we could be like you got this you got this miss bougineau what
1: I you know what if you could root me on I need to push this book out I feel like I'm Right there, my baby is crowning. And if you don't know what that means, it is the woman is on the table. Now I used to work in labor and delivery. And when that mom is on that table, she that baby has come down into position. And it's kind of gross, but you can literally see the crown of the baby's head. And at that moment, that mom has to push all of that out. Mm. It, It has to come out. And that's where I am. I'm trying to push this book out on purpose. The other thing is I am really um, trying to build up my nonprofit, the Isabel Williams Education Initiative, where we collaborate to build schools. Uh, We want to implement career and technical programs and we provide community relief for girls in Tanzania and also the girls in the U.S., Uh, somewhat of the same goals. So I'm working while I'm working to build what it is I believe um, that God has called me to do. And the other thing that I've done in the pandemic is I am in the process, I'm launching uh, LaTanya Bougineau Consulting, um, Mm, LLC. And then I also have um, the Yellow Sweater, LLC. The Yellow Sweater, LLC is a production company where Mm -hmm. I produce um, written materials, I produce leadership materials, all of those beautiful paper products. If you want to get personalized letterhead, we do all of that. Mm -hmm. And then I consult with Latanya Bougineau Consulting. I do educational consulting and small business consulting with Mm -hmm. uh, mentoring, uh, looking at your systems and your management, as well as your organization as a whole, so those are the things. Just root me on. Just, just keep me in your prayers, and just, just whisper,
0: go. <laughs> you know, the the goes are coming to you. The goes are coming <laughs> to you. That is awesome. So thank you so much Ms. Fugnell, for being on the show. We're definitely going to put everything that you noted in our show notes so that people can, if they need consulting, if they need those letterheads, those educational materials, and if they'd love to donate to your, um, Education initiative, both here in the, uh, both here in the U.S. and also in Tanzania, will make sure that they are geared up and ready to go. Um, so please look forward to that information we'll provide it in the show notes. But thank you so much for joining us. I've inspired. I know everybody else who's listening is inspired too. So thank you, Ms. Fujino.
1: Thank you so much for having me and just giving me an opportunity um, to share with you one of my daughters. So thank you all. And I, I'm looking forward to some of this love that I I feel like I'm going to get.
0: Y'all. Y'all. Mm, I feel like we need an organ. I feel like we need an organ, some hand clapping, some stomping, all of that. What brown say thank you. Y'all are playing. Y'all are playing. Minister Boujno really did an amazing job just talking about purpose, talking about passion, and I'm so grateful for it. I have the top 10 tips here. There was like 20 or so of them, but I narrowed it down to 10 for you all. So let's go ahead and get into it. The first tip is in order to start finding purpose, start with first submitting to what God has already told you to do and be faithful in what he has already given you. The second is, God is not going to set us up. He's going to give us what we can handle and the resources necessary to achieve the vision he has given us. The third is, you can go as far as we want to God. It's really up to us. The fourth is, God has already put everything on the inside of us, and once we get to a level of spiritual maturity, that is when that thing can come to fruition. The fifth is, God already knows about the interruptions or the challenges that will come with fulfilling our purpose, and he will help us through that. The sixth is, our purpose has such a drive that it won't let us faint. The seventh is, have an ear to hear what God is saying to us and asking from us. The eighth is work from the fact that we don't know everything. The life we imagine now is not even the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what God has for us. The ninth is everything we can do is not necessarily what we're meant to do. And the tenth is someone is waiting on your purpose thank you for tuning in to the first episode of season two we thank you all so much for subscribing sharing the episode and leaving us a review oh you can also go over to our instagram and leave us a couple likes over there all right we'll see you next week